You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Trick-or-treat, Lone Star Radio listeners. This is Dick, the general manager, taking this quick moment to remind you that Lone Star Community Radio is looking to fill some of our talk show slots along with some of our DJ slots. We have a new show airing on the 10th, Making Connections with Stacey Harris, which will air every second Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Make sure to check it out along with our other programs on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. And again, if you're interested in doing something with us, Call the station, 936-647-3776. Thanks for checking out this recording, and I hope you guys enjoy. We're back. Mornings with Lone Star. Got Jake in the studio singing along. We're all whipping out our Zippo lighters and uh, flashing back to the horrid days of air supply in the 1980s. It's the nitty gritty talk block, as evidenced by our bumper music today. Dick, I thought you were, you were going to go with the other idea, and I was I was ready to to expand on that uh, with the Bechdel test. You weren't fast enough. I, I, well, yeah, you were too quick with uh, changing our bumper music. But it's ten o'clock ish. It's time for the talk block. We can continue some conversations we had yesterday, or come up with some new ones. I am just blown away. By the fact that Jesus Campos, the Las Vegas security guard who mere seven days ago was a hero, who had lots of information, has now literally disappeared. He was seen going into a... Sorry, Jake is still swaying to the music, and uh, apparently he's got an invisible dance partner now, and uh, it's really hard to get serious. But Okay, so Jesus, Jake, help me out here. Jesus Campos, supposed to give all these interviews. He's lined up, you know, he's taking the circuit. I'm dancing. I'm dancing like the news companies. I'm just. I'm fading off into the past. It's an old story, and I don't care about it anymore. But you should care. No, it's it's, it's a very important thing. It's a very interesting thing. It is because he was seen. He, he flaked out of all those interviews like minutes before they were supposed to happen. Is last seen going into a urgent care clinic. I don't know if it's the urgent care clinic or or you know one of those, and has not been seen since. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm and I want to know if. He's the one that left the urgent care, or if he was kidnapped. You know what else is even scarier? He's still in there. What? The woman who released the Panama Papers. Mm -hmm. She was killed in a car bomb. Really? Yeah, like if you're going to kill somebody, like try to make it look like an accident, right? Maybe it was an accidental car bomb. Did you think about that? This happens all the time. I didn't know about that. I, I never considered that. It was an ironic accident. That's that's what it was. Which is also the car was and looks like it's in the middle of a field, so it's even, <laughs> it's even stranger, even more ironic. <laughs> um, who released this video? Uh, that that the security video from him entering the no. Apparently, uh, it was his eyewitness accounts. It wasn't like a security video. Uh, video. It was that he was seen. Okay, so but by we, people going in. Okay, so but we don't have we talked to any of the workers? Do we know? Not personally. Uh, well, no, they're no, not I, taking my calls for some reason. Is there, I'm going to call him during the break. I'm going to be, hey, you know, hey. where's Jose? You know, but um, yeah, it's okay. Well, nobody's reached out to these workers, any doctors, any of the front desk ladies that we know of. This is uh, relatively late breaking news, about 12 to 18 hours old, about 
they think okay, maybe went in for nervous exhaustion or he had shingles, you, you know, something that, okay. But remember, these doctors cannot say anything by the HIPAA Act. So they can't even acknowledge he went in. No. If you're going to disappear, you go into a medical facility because by, uh, by law, no medical personnel can discuss if you were even there or not. Thanks to HIPAA. So he could still be in there. Mm-hmm. He could have. He could be in there. He could have run right out the back door. He could have left in a body bag. There's, and there's no way to tell he's at this the, moment. There's no Freedom of Information Act on medical records. He's in the twilight zone. He's in the twilight zone. This is just getting funky. And why is the media not like doing anything about well, they this? They kind of are. They're writing articles, but not on. The, they're, they're not on TV talking about it. They're regurgitating the mystery. Oh, he's disappeared. Not a single one has said why. And well, no one knows. But you got to find out. Well, maybe they're, maybe be, they're finding out. Uh huh. You're just so demanding. I will pay all the cash in my pocket to to back up the fact that no one by midnight tonight, not a single news outlet, will be having a a a, a TV or radio or print piece saying what is going on. Where is this man? We demand answers. And they're they're too busy going after. Um, I don't want the lint in your pocket, Skippy. You want the lint? In- I don't want the lint in your pocket. You can keep that lint. I, <laughs> I trust you and your in your beliefs and and your your willingness to bet. Uh, I, but I, you what, checked out my pocket, didn't you? I did. But what what is a paper coming out and asking for answers going to do? Well, because, you demand answers because if the doctors can't say anything, and. and then that would leave the bad guys, if there presumably are bad guys, or Jose himself to come out and say something. And neither of those party would speak. If this were, because I'm the first one to say the public does not always have a right to know. You know, I, I hate when journalism is used in that context. Oh, I'm going to blow this story. I'm going to whistleblow. I'm going to illegally whistle, whistleblow. I'm going to print state secrets because the public has a right to know. Absolutely, they don't. There, there are classifications, top secret, secret eyes only, so forth, for a reason. But think about what is in the news right now, how every day the president, and I don't care if it's Trump, I don't care if it's Obama, I don't care if it's George Washington, being asked why this, every word analyzed, uh, demanding answers. People, you can't even make out an individual question because they're all jockeying for a position. Why this? Why did you say that? Don't you like him? Did you call him a moron? Are you challenging him to a Mensa duel? I mean, this is what passes for CNN. I'm watching CNN the other day, and there's a whole panel on, did Trump call his secretary of state a moron and challenge him to a smarts duel? I am not joking. Okay. You have all these uh, late night talk show hosts who used to be comedians, but now turning into political platforms who are spending every waking moment on the same, regurgitating the same story over and over, not a single person saying, hey, what's going on about this? You know, using the same platform, you could say, well, it's not comedy. Well, what they've been saying isn't comedy either. It's just ripping apart the administration. So I just... It's taking the easy shots, not, it, not doing the hard-hitting it, journalism. It is, and I, I've been pretty vocal about that. What counts for comedy nowadays is someone walking out on stage with a microphone saying, hey, hey Trump, and the crowd goes wild, and that's comedy nowadays. And so I missed that. But just going back to the topic that the media will go after everybody that they don't like or if, if someone latches onto a story 
you know, Weinstein back in 2004. They were going after it until it was shut down. Hard questions are asked. That's what the media's supposed to do. They're supposed to no, and, and I, demand and, answers. And I get it, but it's like in this situation, we've got three known parties that are involved. We've mm-hmm. got the victim himself, Jose, mm-hmm. a potential ghost, bad people that we don't know that we're, you know, jokingly right. somewhat suspecting there, but we don't know. And then the, the hospital employees, and they're not allowed to say anything at all. Jose clearly doesn't want to talk, and if there are any bag people involved with this, they're not going to talk. Oh, but you see, you say Jose clearly doesn't want to talk. We have no idea, and no one's asking, does he want to talk? Remember, there's a whole investigation going on with the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the Las Vegas Police Department, as well as sheriff's deputies, law enforcement agencies that reporters should be camped on going, where is he? Why is he not talking? Do you have him in custody? Is he a person of interest? Is he a suspect? Has he been charged? I mean, these are questions that a, a you know— High school level well, yeah, newsletter journalists would if, be asking. But if they're asking those questions, then the police officers would be responding with yes or no. Or no comment. But the questions aren't even being asked. That's my problem. Do we know that they're not being yeah, asked? Yeah, because there's, you know, they'd be saying, uh, when pressed for an answer to campus's whereabouts, uh, Las Vegas police captain Bob Smith uh, stated he had no comment or that the investigation's ongoing. There is nothing. All the news is doing right now is reporting, hey, he's disappeared. Period. That's what they're saying across the board. L.A. Times, even Fox News. I find everybody. it hard to believe that all these reporters out there in Las Vegas aren't going to ask those. Because you're right. I mean, those are simple, basic questions. I beg anyone to, prove, you know, show me wrong. Send well, me an article where there's a reporter saying. Well, skip that. Let's, let's be the reporters. We're the reporters for, for Lone Star Community Radio. Let's, let's, call, let's call up the, uh, the police whoa, department. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want a car bomb. <laughs> no sparkler bombs in this station. Yeah. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, great. Now we used in the same segment the words president, Las Vegas, and bomb. Thank you for getting us on the uh, the, the watch list there, Jake. Appreciate Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been on it. I, we're we're known now. They are listening to us now if they weren't before. I was talking to Skippy before and Dick before we came on, and I was telling them that the TSA pre-check lines at the airport, those people hate me because no matter who I'm traveling with, the, the people I'm traveling with get to go through the pre-check line. I never get to go through the pre-check line. Those people are working with AAA or something, and they don't like me at all. And it's very frustrating. But We actually pay them to do it. We could, well, every time you, you, you head to the airport, Dick and I call, like, hey. I've been flying solo by myself since I was, like, four years old. Like, <laughs> I, I uh, don't get me started on it. It was a side topic. Anyways, I hope I hope we do hear something. Because this is a really interesting, like, this is really odd. This is it a really crazy is. story. I mean, it, and especially, like, the blanket quietness of everybody. I mean, there's a couple articles talking about mental health, which is, which is you know, normal people are just co- commenting on the past, not the future of what the investigation's saying, what the sheriff, what are they doing, and then it's just kind of died down. But it's almost like people are waiting for the Mandolin Bay just to get sued, and then we're, that's what takes over the conversation about it. Is there any known connection between Jose and the killer and the gunman? No. Well, I would I say no, uh, not that it's been publicly made or else that would be all over the news. You, you know, this man has not been listed as a person of interest, as a suspect. He's just, hey, he disappeared. He walked in and disappeared. So is there is there a, uh, a smokescreen here? Is there somebody behind the scenes paying off these these reporters not to ask the the, the questions well, I, I think can't it's, see that happening. i think really what it is is where we're talking about earlier where it's the the trump obsession where so many people are spending their time trying to tie it with trump or do something with trump it's like they don't have time to do anything else 
because Trump's always doing. And if it's not thing. fitting the uh, the story if, if, with no direct tie from Trump into this, if this guy were a neo-Nazi, if this guy were a Trump-hating liberal, which would put Trump, you know, either way, they'd be all over it. But now it's it's Weinstein, and if you notice on social media, Weinstein's name isn't even mentioned anymore. All of a sudden, it's morphed over to Trump. He's the pig, and, and I, you know, I I know I always do this. And, and I understand that it could be a little frustrating for y'all, but to bring it back to a sports sense, no, it's, please it's, do. it's a lot like the Colin Kaepernick situation and where we had a superstar, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game, go down on Sunday in Aaron Rodgers. And um, on Monday, yesterday, the coach came out in a press conference confirming that, yeah, it's broken collarbone. Yes, he's going to need surgery. And yes, he's going to be out for the rest of the year. He was asked a question. Hey, you know what? What? What's your quarterback situation going to be like going forward? And he said, "Well, we've got the backup. We're we've been working with him for three years. We've got his backup. We've been working with him for two years, and we're going to keep the our quarterback room. In, you know, the same situation. We we like where we're at there." And um, another reporter, right after, asked the follow up question. Well, would you consider Colin Kaepernick? Everything goes back to Kaepernick in the NFL sense, and it's he's mm-hmm. he's like the Trump. He's that polarizing. He's the face. He's he's a lightning bolt mm-hmm. that that just zaps every every conversation. And so, um, yeah. So McCarthy, the quarter or the coach for the uh, Green Bay Packers, just got upset that he basically got this asked the same question. And the way I interpret it was, "Hey man, I just answered." He said, "You know, I just answered that question. Why are you Why are you asking me again? You know, I, I told you we're sticking with our quarterbacks that we currently have, and everybody's saying, "Oh, well, that's just a clear hatred of 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 Kaepernick and, and proof that he's that they're colluding against them and everything." It's and so, lazy journalism. They'll they'll have the story and then they'll try to see get this the people to fit that story, and if yeah. they don't, they get and they want to find they want to find what they want to find the the idiots that'll say the the polarizing. Yeah. You know, statements. That's why they like Trump. And that That's is why I like so bipartisan. Fringes on both sides. You always get a nut job. You get an idiot, whether they're in office or not. And you get some congressman, and I don't care if he's far left or far right, is going to say something stupid. And that just gives the other side a chance to say, ah, see, you're all well, like that. Yeah. Well, it's also that the, the folks who are in the press room, it's funny that they, I mean, it's kind of a free for all. They can really ask whatever they want. Mm hmm. And no one's really saying like let's focus on the topic here, let's focus on the game or anything like that. Well, and 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 I've heard some people say that that asking the Colin Kaepernick question was an unfair question to ask. I don't think it's an unfair question to ask necessarily. It's it's a it's a viable question. He's he's a <laughs> he's a viable candidate for the position because yeah. I think he's personally I think he's better than than the current quarterback that they have starting now. But to to go about asking it the way he asked it, I think is where he drew, he crossed the line, and and I think that's the lazy journalism factor. And you know, as the journalism uh, for politics goes, it's you know, hey, what what can I, you know, what's the just the quickest easiest way I can make the, this connection back to Trump? Because mm-hmm. that's that's how everybody. I mean, well, so I think there there literally is a person telling their underlings saying we have to connect it online some way. Has to involve Kaepernick. Has to involve Trump. Like that's making us money because people click on it. Yeah, it trends. It's, it's so, uh, yeah, it trends. And, and y'all talked about the Whataburger thing up up north, North Texas, um, yesterday. And I mean, I've already seen connections of that. Like, oh, this is just another result of of a Trump's America. Yeah, welcome to Trump's America. Yeah, I am so so. And again, this is not a I'm rah rah Trump and boo boo Obama. I don't care who the president is. This is I'm boo boo. 
lazy journalism. Yeah. As, a, as a journalism major, I expect more out of mm. out of my peers. Because there's well, what comes from it is you get coach says Kaepernick is not an option, and that's the article. They won't talk about oh they're going to stick with their he said they're going to yeah stick with the QB. Well, and they and, were they were reading into the tone, and, and they said that the tone was the reason why. And see, they're breaking the, this down, the, but the, no the, one's asking about the missing security guard. The, the man <laughs> literally just lost his his Hall of Famer quarterback, and to, for the rest of the year, and now he's he's looking at. Just dog doo doo in that position. Even if they were to bring in Kaepernick, Kaepernick would not fit well into that situ- into that offense. And he's getting asked basically a trap question, and he's like, "No, no. What do you think? I'm stupid? Come on, get out of here." So it's like I said, I'm sorry for bringing it back over to sports. No, no, that, that actually brings a uh, is a great analogy. I, I love when you do that actually because it helps guys like me kind of put it in a context that I I'm not fully familiar but with. But it, it's it's that that clickbait nature that our society has gotten into, and the, that clickbait nature is what also I think deters from follow up stories. And it's because just, you're not going to get the clicks on the follow up story where you know where the follow up story should be done. And if people listening in are feeling that I'm being unduly right wing or harsh or something, just ask yourself this in all honesty. If Hillary Clinton had won the presidency, what would the state of late night TV be right now? She'd be on every show every night being fawned over. No, I actually, I doubt that. No, I I think they would try to do their normal job, be like, be a night show. It it would be normal night shows. It would be a normal night show. Yeah. It would be be entertainment news. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, somewhere when Obama was in office, they occasionally said stuff, but then it really wasn't a political platform. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what people are discussing now. We'll talk more about that in the next thing is like, you know, we're now in a world where we're forced to have an opinion about politics then you have to make your your line drawn good bad or indifferent let's find out stick around mornings lone star here at ironlonestar.com conroe coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown conroe at 206 north main street conroe texas between the Crichton theater and the owen theater conroe coffee serves breakfast lunch and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We're back. Mornings with Lone Star. Dick Skippy and Jake in the studio. Jamming. Jamming to the hard rocking tunes of Air Supply. And uh, now Jake's leaving me. Is he going to go? If he's getting more coffee, if he was a, like a man's man, he'd offer to refill my cup too, but apparently not. So we're going to move on. 
Uh, so far, we've talked about the disappearance of the best witness to the Las Vegas shooting, and media just doesn't seem to care. Uh, we've talked about the state of late night show. Well, lazy journalism. What else can we go out today? Well, I mean, it's it's just all consuming now, and I'm I I be, I'll tell you, I don't watch late night. I don't. I haven't actually really watched it. Uh, I think I watched it when Jimmy Fallon first took over, and then I, after a while, I stopped with like, Carson. Truly, yeah. And then, well, what's funny is like the the dual the duality of like Jimmy Kimmel, and it's funny how the timeline of the show business kind of follows you no mm-hmm. matter what. And so people were giving him flack for him making all these opening monologues that became popular in the since Trump became president. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you look at his videos and stuff online on YouTube, they have a bunch of views. And then he tries to claim, oh, he's not the moral compass or he's not – you don't come to him to, you know, get inspiration, basically. And I'm like, well, then why are you doing these well, opening monologues? And then, you know, 20 years ago, you're doing The Man Show. And I don't know if you've ever seen The Man yeah, Show, uh-huh. but I was just it's kind of funny to me coming from a guy like that that well, clearly like, has um, had personal experiences with the healthcare stuff because it's son and stuff, but it's just kind of like, man, do people not just go online, type in Jimmy Kimmel, and they see the man show? Well, the same thing happened. I remember once upon a time, John Stewart said, hey, I'm, you know, when fake news was supposed to, you know, supposed to be fake comedy and stuff, he's like, I'm not a real news source, but then when people, more and more people started tuning in and quoting him, it was, now he's the voice of, of news, you know, like real news. And it's like, no, the whole thing was a sketch comedy, a satire. Yeah. Um, which is well, I mean, I think that's one of the unfortunate things that they can't control. I mean, fair, be, to be fair with a person like John Stewart and stuff, they can't control what their audience does with the information or the jokes. And I know a lot of people my age do the John Oliver and they do all that kind of stuff. But I mean, to, I don't like those programs because they're too cookie cutter. And then it's like they basically take a hard slant on a topic with one source. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really an investigation reporting. It's more of like. Right, you know, and it went from satire to to, I, I don't know what it turned to, but trying to pass itself off as real, and what cracks me up, uh, you know, I feel for Jimmy Kimmel's son and and the healthcare issue, but Obamacare has been the law of the land for years now. If there's a healthcare issue, it is not Trump at all. Well, I mean, it's unfortunate too because imagine having a boring president. Because I wonder, had a couple. Like, what would what would the media do? <laughs> And that's like who who are we blaming now for the like this issue? And wait, wait, wait. So a boring president would be a bad thing? Like no, from, from I'm a not media saying I'm no. I'm saying like from a media standpoint, yeah. it's like we don't have a person or an individual to blame. I long for a boring president. I'm because we had eight years of Obama where it was the, the right side was it was just bash, 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 and they couldn't they couldn't for the life of them say a nice thing about the guy. They couldn't even say he was handsome. Or whatever, like, or he was tall. It was just, it was ridiculous. And and now we're, we're in the same situation, but it's the other way. But it's even, it's ten times worse now. So it's it- well, it's also, it's more of like, what what resources are we using? Very similar to what we're talking about, the journalists and especially these, these giant media companies are spending so much time and resource on making sure their title of their articles have the word Trump in it, mm-hmm. and it takes away from the future of. Of basically the found, uh, takes away from the procedures. Like, what are we going to do when he's gone? We're like, oh, we don't have a we don't have a keyword to keep hitting. That's what I said. If Hillary had won the election, or God help us, Bernie Sanders, and yeah, I said it. Uh, I lived in a socialist state for many years. The last thing this country needs to be is socialist. But moving on from that, uh, it'd be a completely different story altogether. 
And uh, actually, it's a corollary, Jake, to what you just said. Uh, yeah, the right would bash Obama, and but Obama would also find ways to be in the top three news stories literally every day of his presidency for eight years. There'd be a legacy thing, the Obamacare. And he'd come out saying, hey, I'm trying to get things done. The Republicans won't let me. It's all the Republicans' fault. So, I mean, before well, Obama, there was no president that was in the news cycle literally every day of his presidency. Yeah, I don't know how Bush was. No. Junior, I don't know. How he, it depends on what, like, the one If he said or did something stupid, he'd get up. If Carter said or did something stupid, he'd get up. If, if Reagan said or did something good or bad, he, he'd get on the news. But otherwise, it wasn't them. It started with Obama, the fawning from the left, and the media tends to lean left, and the anger from the right created a perfect storm to get well, him think, in the news every well, if day. You, if you look at where the eyes are laying and then also where ears are hearing it, you see that's where the internet really divided the media. So basically they already established 20 plus years, New York Times, all those folks, and then basically online were the right people, the right wingers. They only had Fox News in a sense. But now all media is kind of like all on the same page together. It's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. And people online, it's kind of hard to find the right journalists because Twitter's always constantly posting stuff that's fake. Like, I mean, fake news is a real deal. It's not just some joke. But I mean, there's legitimate cases for fake news. And like that dossier with the Russians and Donald Trump. Yeah, if you remember Stephen Colbert, the, I was actually flipping channels and I saw the night of that dossier where he's supposedly urinating on people. And it was treated as fact, and I saw Stephen well, Colbert crazy. doing it. It's been proven to be 100% made and up. And that's and what's not crazy, because it, like, they had connections to John McCain, and like mm -hmm. that's what, who was the, the source where they reported it. And it's just kind of, to me, it's like, man, why aren't we doing what normal journalists do and do their job that, you know, 40 years ago, that's what they were trained to do, you know, to find the double source, two sources mm -hmm. to confirm it, and then do a double check basically after that. Well, and it's the TMZ era. That's it. It's the TMZ era. Oh, TMZ it, era. Yes. Yeah. It's the first, the first one to report it, not the accurate one to report it. That's who gets the credit. And that's the difference between a talk show and the news. Um, or entertainment, you mm -hmm. know, TMZ is entertainment. It, it's, you know, call it trashy or not, but I'm saying it's not a viable news source. Now, here's the thing. Even the National Enquirer from time to time gets the story right, but that doesn't make them a legitimate, consistently legitimate news source. Well, and they, they need to stick to pop entertainment. Exactly. And it's when they take themselves too seriously and try to say, oh, no, we're the news, E! News Now, or TMZ News Now. No, you're not news. You're an entertainment. You're a rag. They, they, they branched out into the sports world, too, and, and it's like, that that's okay because that's that's – entertainment side of things if you're on the entertainment they need to stay far away from politics because they they start dumpster fires and that's the hard part the, the, the dumpster fires that they start and that they've started all together just with the entire culture that they created in the journalism world is frustrating it's it's really frustrating because then you, you don't know you never know what's what's factual what's true what's what's mm -hmm. what's something that's reliable and it, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think that's also something that there's so much stuff going on, and it's hard to find to focus on one thing. And that's what I was saying. If we, if we had a if we had a boring president, it'd be even worse because it'd just be you know different cycles every week instead of just focusing on Trump and how he's bad. That's what I'm saying. When there's no story, a reporter should 
find the story, go out and find the story. An editor would say, go out and find me the yeah. story, bring it back. And now it's just like, we're waiting to see who tweets something. That, that takes effort. Yeah. Why would I want to leave the comfort of my computer desk we have, chair? We have lazy journalism. We have lazy tacos. Skippy is... Every lazy journalist it. is eating lazy tacos. That's right. And, and you then, you deserve the lazy tacos you get, you lazy journalist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break here on Mornings of the Lone Star. We are sponsored by Conroe Coffee and, of course, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning here in Montgomery County. Check out more information online, IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS for our sponsorship information for those two great sponsors. It is 1030. We'll be back. We still got about half an hour left. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Mornings with Lone Star. We're rocking the microphone. Dick and Skippy and Jake sitting from him. Yeah. That was awful. I loved it, Skippy. Thank you. Yeah. I loved it. Don't, don't let Dick tell you anything He's else. not going to crush my artistic freedom on this one. This is lazy, man. I put some thought into that. You just lazily knocked me down. I'm offended. I'm going to sue you now. We're going to collude against... Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to collude against you. Jake and I are in collusion against Dick. Look it up, people. Look up the word in the dictionary before you use it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> This PSA has been brought to you by Skippy Thompson. <laughs> it's hilarious, but I have seen some some bloggers talk about it. And it's like, do you, have you ever looked at a dictionary? Like, yeah, really? I said, say it's like collision, but not right. <laughs> it's uh, people stop. Uh, just go look at a dictionary. If you hear a word you don't know, Google it. Like it's that. Ask your phone. Talk to Siri or whatever the Android equivalent of it is, or the Google equivalent. Right. It'll tell you. People, here's your uh, message of affirmation from Uncle Skippy. It's okay to think for yourself. It's okay to, if you don't know what a word means, to look it up, as Jake just said, to research it, to change it, to not just parrot it. Ask questions, journalists, I'm talking to you. Find out what happened to Jesus Campos. I, I really am starting to sound like a tinfoil hat wearing paranoid <laughs> conspiracy theorist, but the dude disappeared, and no one's asking the question, and I want to know why. Do you think... Has anybody used the big I word or the, the 
that the the IRS. <laughs> oh wow, we're really on the watch list now. Great. No, no I was talking about the the four letter ISIS. Oh, I thought you were saying four letter I word. I was thinking IKEA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they might be involved too. Those Swedish meatballs. <laughs> yeah, you, don't you trust gotta watch them. out for those. Don't trust them. Darned IKEA people with their with their uh, build it yourself furniture. Half of the screws missing. <clears throat> And it's not that half of them are missing. They only give you the perfect amount. They don't give you one extra of anything, and that just really bugs the snot out of me. And, you know, I, I wonder if that's a, a business is basically selling the, IKEA the, parts. The, the little hex uh, uh, wrenches and stuff. Could be the one that just fits just right. Uh, Jake, very good question. Uh, I don't think it was ISIS-related personally. Yeah, I say with all my, you know, world affairs PhDs on the wall behind me. Um, well, it's not like the Mexican mafia was, or the cartels were involved. It's not like we have a mafia situation here. I, I'm trying to think who would want him gone. We, we haven't found out any connections that this that the shooter had with any other outside organization, outside entity. That so, who would want him, Jose, gone? Along with the fact that let's go back a question on that one. Who would want to shoot up a country concert in Las Vegas? By someone who apparently is not a rabid Christian who thinks Vegas is the modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh no, he was he, who was he not gambled millions. Who was right? Who's not a a Trump rabid fan because it was a country concert and Trump supporters tend to go there. It wasn't a far left liberal whack job because he had weapons and a plan. You know, this was not a crime of passion. This was well thought out with no questions from that. So. In our questions for Jose Campos, the security guard, we're forgetting um, Stephen Ogana. Just drew a blank on the guy's name. The Vegas shooter's uh, the Vegas shooter. Yeah. What his motivation was? Why would he want to do that? No one's asking why anymore, Jake. And you're you're sitting here across from me saying that. Why this? Why that? Absolutely. Why are we three guys in a in a studio in downtown Conroe seem to be the only ones asking why? 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 Well, we won't hear about it. Until page si on page six. That's when we're going to read about it. I fear that you're right, and I hope that you're wrong. Well, it, I mean, that's also funny. I mean, you got everyone watching Donald Trump's Twitter. All it takes is him to say one thing about it, and, and it's all about him. And it all starts. No, it starts the whole, the whole gear thing. I'm going to at Trump on Twitter and be like, "Hey, can you can you ask the journalist to to go ask some questions about this? Like where right. where he actually is? Like." Can, we, can you make it a topic? Because then, then it'll actually become a topic. But I will iterate, and yes, iterate is the word. Iterate means repeat. So you, when you reiterate, you're repeating the repetition. So I will iterate what I said yesterday. <laughs> I know, I'm such a grammar nerd. <laughs> no, but it's funny because people do it, and it's like... I... Well, irregardless, ooh, I just lost a lot of listeners on that one. Um, <laughs> well, let's talk about the Astros. Let's gain them back. How did the Astros got crushed yesterday? Yeah. I mean, they got crushed. <laughs> it was a, it was a little win within within a loss, though. It, I, it, hey, they came in second <laughs> in, that, in that one game. They, no, they no, placed. No, no. I was talking to Skippy uh, before you even were in today, and I was telling him that um, in, this is the Astros' recipe for success. They they've done this all year long. Nobody freak out. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. You just nope. hope you win more than you lose. They win really nicely, mm -hmm. and then they lose that one game that looks like they belong in the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. And then they come back and they win four or five more in a row. And they did it with the Red Sox as well. They won the two at home. They went to Fenway Park, got blown out in game three, and then they won game five 
like they should have. And no. it'll they'll do the same thing here. Is that tonight or when? Tonight, tonight. So they play every day, don't they? No, not every day. So they, they get a day for travel. So that's why they played the two at home. They had a day off. And now they go three days in a row. And I was telling Skippy, the hardest thing for a road team in the playoffs is you get in the mindset that you're not going to play three days in a row. You're, you're going to have at most two in a row. And those to be on the road all three of those days is really tough because that home team has such an advantage. They're at home. They're in their beds. They're in their their strip clubs. <laughs> they <laughs> they know what's going on. And, and the Astros are having to stay in. Oh, no, and, they know the better strip club. Right, yeah. They know, they know where Serenity or Tajiro, whatever her name was. <laughs> they know where she is. Yeah. They can, <laughs> Taniqua, what was her name? Well, she disappeared. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, she hurt too? We have the missing yeah, persons list is building up this <laughs> it's, week. It's getting there. But, no, so just Astros fans, don't freak out. Um, CC Sabathia is a heck of a pitcher, and he's having just a, a killer year. He's up for contract at the end of this season, so – He's definitely playing for it, and I think he's definitely earned it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be concerned if I'm an Astros fan after that butt whooping last night. Um, I think they're going to take care of the Yankees. And to be honest, I, I don't even know if they make it back to Houston. So really, well, um, they they got McCullers going tonight on the mound, which will be interesting. But that means that they'll do a McCullers Peacock combo tonight, which means they'll probably go McCullers for the first four to five. Peacock for the next four, and then they'll come in with, with their closer. And and that'll probably be the extent of the game. If they can get four solid zero runs given up out of McCullers, and I think Peacock will give them the same, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a recipe for, and then they got to face Verlander or. Um, oh, I, I want to chime oh, in on something. Man. No, because you're doing great. And Go I will ahead. be honest. I did not recognize, I swear to God, a single name. That, not even that Justin Verlander? Jake has just, just said. Well, I, mean, but, I thought he was talking about the Yankees, and then I realized. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But I am Team Jake all the way on this one. I, 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 I'm hopping on board the Jake train with this one. I think they're going to do okay. I, I see him. Um, he knows what he's talking about. He knows his team, and he, he knows I mean, how they play. And they're so, not uh, technically my team, but I, I I'm not going to place 20 bucks on it. I root for him a lot. I, I really I, – I, I would – if, if they if they do make it back, it'll be it'll be done in game six. So okay, Jake says game six. You know what? I, I gotta I gotta tag along with him because I trust him. <laughs> and you know nothing about sports. I know so. nothing at all. See, I could take the contrarian view. Say, I could be making all this up, gonna, right? Yeah, it's gonna take him nine <laughs> games to win this one. Nine games. Yeah, yeah we don't play nine games. Shut up. <laughs> but that. no, no, it, I I think they're uh, the way they looked in the first two games that is the true Astros. And what a win Saturday night. The walk off, so many errors made by the Yankees there in that last play. That that could they have been like suckering the Astros in? No, okay. no, they wish they were that talented. <laughs> it was no, it was it was a young team making errors. It's really what it, what it was, and that's how they got the win on Saturday night. So, uh, but their pitching has been. Fan- I mean, Justin Verlander going nine innings. I mean, that's you can't you bring him in on a huge trade. You can't ask for anything else out of, out of a veteran. What did he player. come in? Uh, they traded for him after the trade deadline, so they had to pay the extra penalty fee to get him after the trade deadline. And, I mean, you can see his uh, – and Verlander, I mean, talk about struggling when he was still with the Tigers to start out the year. Uh, his ERA, I think, was above a 3-5 going into the uh, all-star break. And as soon as he got to the Astros, I mean, he just felt the winning passion, the winning team atmosphere, being surrounded by a bunch of young guys. I, he looked like he – 
you know, in reverse time by 20 years just, nice. just by moving here. So Now, I have a question for Jake just because I want to see his face when he realizes how well informed this question is. And note that none of my devices are on, so I didn't just quickly ask myself this. This is actually a question I have that is for realsies. Jake, do you think the Astros move from the National League to the American League helped or hurt them here? I don't think it made a difference. Uh, to be honest, I don't think it made a difference. It, if if anything, they'd be playing the Dodgers right now. And so thus, yeah, it would be a harder road to the World Series, but they would have to beat the Dodgers one way or the other, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really make a difference. Okay. In, in my opinion. Um, if you Aren't you at, impressed that I knew that they changed <laughs> No, I, over? I am impressed. Yeah. If, you look at the, uh, if you look at the division they were in prior to this, uh, they could have won it, and so it wouldn't have been an issue. Uh, yeah. Okay. They, they, I mean, they were on, this was their year. They, they said, we're going to win the World Series in 2017. That was their game plan five years ago. They, they said, they had a five year plan. They wow. had a five year, they, they wow. said, 2017, that's the year we're going to win the World Series. And, oh, and they got the ball rolling to and like, the, yeah. And I mean, they, they tanked long before that even. <laughs> and, but when they changed to the new ownership and they, they came in and they said, hey, look, this is, you know, this is our plan. This is what we're going to do. And they put it into place and they, they actually did it. They, they actually spent money, which is something that the Astros have never done before. We're kind of turning this in the sports hour, but speaking of uh, ownership with Tillman Fertitta owning the Rockets now, does that make a difference on anything in the universe? It's going to bring a casino to Houston. It's going to bring... Really? It's going to bring gambling. It's going to make gambling legal in Texas. You watch. You watch. Folks, you heard it here why first. you say that. I, he, he's, he, he's a gambler, man. He, he's a casino guy. So I, I can see it. I can see him pushing for it and you know pushing for the legislation. To oh, you can actually gamble in Houston right now. But it's uh, they changed the rules. Like there's no house, you have to pay like a rent fee, basically. Yeah, but it, it, it's uh, paramutual only or or low core. You know, a little uh, you're in the stop and go with the uh, the fruit machine. I just and, found out we have a uh, Indian casino like 40 minutes away. Really? Na Na Nakas Nakasawa Nakasiwa something like yeah, that. That's, that's Japanese, dude. No, it's it's. You, you think of Nakatomi Tower from Die Hard? I, no, it starts with the, it starts at the end. Um, it's out. It's in Livingston, Livingston, Texas. Um, I saw a TV commercial for it the other day. Cool. And I was like, what? Yeah, Na Naskila. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> well, it began with an N. You, you got that word. You got the end part right. Yeah, but a, a powerful man owns Landry's. You know, and he's well positioned now because I would think what would encourage him to pony up how how many billions was it? It was oh it, yeah, like they, two they, billion or something. No, it was it was over two. But I think it was two point three. I think two point three okay. billion. So yeah, not chump change. So this no, is a significant no, no, no. Yeah, lifestyle change. Yeah, he's a powerful man. He, he's got a lot of money and. He makes a lot from his his casino business, so I I I, I could see it happening, folks. You heard it here first. Jake, you know what? And I'm on I'm on Team Jake with this one again. I'm just I'm just it, riding Jake's coattails all morning long. It won't here. be it won't be something that happens you know over overnight, but it, I could see it down the road. Okay, all right, Jake's gambling man. I listen to Morning's Lone Star. I do love it. Higherlonestar.com. <laughs> Cars FM 104.5 106.1. Thanks for sticking around. We got about one more segment left, so stick around. We're going to say a special thanks to our morning show sponsors. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. We got about a couple more minutes. Thanks for giving me my, my sports segment, guys. I really no, appreciate it. Oh, we're going to crash your the show Astros, later on. That's one thing I love about sports here in Houston is that like, this, the city doesn't care about sports until... Until, they, until they're on the championship until, path. Yeah, and usually there's one team every year or so year. Yeah, like, but you got to look at, at the, the sports situation in Houston right now. We got Dynamo in the playoffs. Yeah. We got Astros hot in the playoffs. We got our favorite in the playoffs. Favorite too. in the Not playoffs. Even that. Yeah, favorite. And then we've got the Rockets getting ready to tip off their season tomorrow night yeah. uh, with a really hot new team, new look. Going to be exciting. Probably. Who did they pick up? That was so good. CP3. Yeah. Chris Paul. So, um, and then a few other little notches and pieces here. It'll probably put them in the fourth best team in the West. Well, there you go. So it's. It's, it'll be exciting. And then the Texans with Deshaun Watson, another great performance on yeah. on Sunday. So, yeah. Dick, you raised a really good point. I remember many, many years ago, I had a roommate who was a sports, I mean, fanatic. You could say, I could make up like a sports uh, a statistic, like who was the greatest left-handed fielder in, in a National League West team or something. And he, he'd know it from like 1962. He knew every statistic. And I just remember there's one year that there was a, I think it was a Rockets championship game. It was it was a big playoff game or championship game or something. And it was Mother's Day. I just remember it was a Sunday, and it wasn't sold out. But there, you can see on the TV that there were empty seats there. And he just had a conniption over that. Like, what kind of town is this that you can't even fill the stadium? And this is back when they played at the uh, at the Summit. Yeah, where the... Uh, which where, became Compact yeah. Center, which became Lakewood Church. But in my day, it was in my day, it was the summit. <laughs> and we watched sports and concerts there. We watched Loverboy and Journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, Loverboy. <laughs> but back off, man. It was the 80s. <laughs> so, uh, but but you're right that... Um, is Houston, Jake, Dick, is Houston kind of a sportsy no. town? No, it's so funny. It's more of a... It's like in, in between city. It's people like because if it was rodeo, man, well, like you people temporary. A lot of temporary people live here, <laughs> and so and Good like point. for example, the hockey scene is there, but a mo- majority of people aren't Houstonians who like hockey. It is people who work in a field that requires them to travel to Houston, and they're here and they want to watch hockey. Uh, and I mean basketball. I I don't really I think really what the the where the core of the Houston Rockets grew is because they did a lot of UH players. Mm-hmm. 
and that's really where the the brutes started setting in. And then they had that coach who played for the who played for the Cougars mm-hmm. for a long time. He won who won the two back to back. And I think that kind of gave it more of a spirit. And like that's one thing like the hockey team here, I mean, it had a lot of history here. The arrows had a lot of history. And it was the first team where I think it was Gordy Howe and his son played together, which is pretty crazy because Gordy Howe's really good. And his younger son, like they played on the same team, which I don't think I've ever really heard of. Yeah, been it's, a couple. It, it's been it's been done a few times, but I I would say look at our three biggest industries here. You know, we got they have the we have energy, we have the port, and then we've got I would say tech, mm-hmm. energy, and nursing would be our three biggest. Yeah, the medical yeah. centers coming in now. Port is is like up there too, big time. So yeah, we're almost uh we're we're beyond the hat trick into a four yeah. count. But like all those oil and gas guys that work offshore. And you know they 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 travel out. Nurses work overnights, and and they don't they don't have the ability to go to games and stuff like that. You got oil and gas companies that buy suites and, no and season tickets, but it's yeah. I have been to more sports games in the luxury suites as a guest of a corporation or someone who worked for a corporation yeah. than I have paying my own ticket to sit in the stands. Exactly, and so it's. Well, I, that's I think been, that's that's been the biggest issue right now. I know for besides the big one time events like the Super Bowl and whatnot. Yeah, but that's people coming here. Well, I want it more of like buying those tickets, getting those to people actually have butts in the seats. Mm -hmm. Because some some games do have that issue where they're like, oh, it's sold out. I know the Dynamo ran to that issue where they sold so many tickets to corporations and there's no one one at the corporation was taking the ticket and sitting Mm -hmm. there. And when you're sitting in that cool little stadium, it's like, where is everybody? But they said they're almost sold out. And and, and of course, they're not going to complain because they got paid for it. But I think for morale and then also TV reasons, people think, oh, no one's there. Yeah. Well, we should find out which corporations have these suites and just go up at, you know, sports venues at random and say, oh, yeah, we're in the Halliburton suite. I'm Johnson. I'm and, Johnson. And uh, this is Smith. And uh, <laughs> and see if we can get in. The Astros two playoffs games uh, the, against the Yankees were sold out. Um, I, I think they sold out one of the two against the Red Sox. Not both, though. But th- those were day games. and It was just terrible situation against the Red Sox. So, um, but I mean, we're very Texans. I would say we, we, that holds the strongest fan base out of all of all of four teams. Mm-hmm. So people here in Texas love their football. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they'll never forget the Oilers, even though they didn't really do anything. They just had <laughs> I miss really- the Oilers. I remember I miss Fly Slamma Jamma with Rudy Tomjanovich. Yeah, these are things that I know. I'm kind of freaking out, Jake, here because I know more than what I let on. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have to create those personalities. Like, if, you know, JJ Watt sticks around his entire career here. Basically, that that's going to be one. Like, that's the first big Texan player. I mean, I know since it, Moon. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, can you really count the Oilers as the Texans, or you just say Houston-based football? Houston-based football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you want to do that, but if you want to, if you want to transition into the new era of it, it, it which will, I mean, you got to look at there's there's people that that's all they've ever known. They didn't even know we had Oilers, so mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it yeah. happened so far ago, so long ago. JJ Watt and, and then uh, Andre Johnson would be the two like faces. Yeah, but see, Andre Johnson left. He left, and he didn't so. he finish elsewhere, and he didn't have a very long, long career. So, and we could see that problem with JJ. Well, we had the see his career come short. Uh, a Oiler name that I remember is Earl Campbell. Yeah, you had Campbell. So, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, that's really how the Houston just builds their sports up. I mean, think about Biggio and Bagwell. Yeah, the the, the bees, the killer bees. Killer yeah, bees. So, yeah, I mean, they stuck around, and they, they're they still involved in Houston. Right. Well, have you noticed that those who take 
the community seriously, whether it's Nolan Ryan with his his business, but you know he still does his thing. He he but he's more, he's a more of a ranger. Yeah, though. but I just mean Texas uh, in general. Does, but uh, but going into you've got your your people who are giving to the community. The JJ Watts taking the city seriously. Well, you look at Vince Wolfork, and I know we're getting ready to wrap it up and everything. But you look at Vince Wolfork, who came down here. He's the he was nose guard we got from Pittsburgh. He came down here, played for. I thought he three, was from Patriots. Or sorry, I said Pittsburgh, didn't I? Sorry, Patriots. He came down here for three years, and he played. That was it. But he's he loved this city, and he loved the people behind it, and the behind the Texans. He just likes the barbecue. Let's Don't we be all? Real. Don't be mean. We may be out of love, but Wolfhard. we're in love with barbecue. I love, I love Vince Wolfhard. Uh-oh. And he loves you back. Uh-oh. He told me. Uh-oh. Vince told me. I have a man crush. Well, thank you for so much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we podcast this episode on our iTunes and Google Play. And so look us up. We're also on YouTube. We have great stuff coming this week. Mornings of Lone Star coming up uh, next will be, uh, let's see, Hispanic Chamber Connection at 2 o'clock. That's right. So we're going to have music till then. Song request, 936-647-3776. Also online, Lone Star Community Radio. Special thanks to the show's sponsors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning yeah. in Montgomery County. And also, of course, Conroe Coffee in we downtown Conroe. We love you. And a special thanks to our hosts for letting me come on. Yeah, Jake, Jake, Jake to the from Sports, Sports Talk. Star yeah, the Lone Star. Well, I mean, we you have to include some baseball talk. We it's gonna be bone, it's right? gonna be all over the it's place. Throw them a bone. Especially when they lose to the Yankees, <laughs> then we can keep talking <laughs> about it. Let's stop tonight. But uh, here we go. We're getting back. See you later. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.